Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh, and in this video, we're going to talk about how generating ideas will generate an income to the point where it will create generational wealth for your children's children. But as everyone's coming in live, make sure you come on in, share this video with, with a friend that you believe needs to be creative in this year. But also, before we get into my first points, make sure you go ahead and download today's worksheet. I'm going to pull up. Uh, download today's worksheet. It's a worksheet that's going to help you really begin to process your ideas. It's a creative way for you to begin to start getting on black and white papers the colors that's in your mind. So you could write today's date, write the idea, draw it out, as well as uh, there are certain questions like what sparked this idea? How can this idea help people and help your people generationally? And what must you do now to bring this idea to life? And also other brainstorming pages. So come on, download the worksheet. I'll go ahead and post it in the comment section right now so you guys can be able to download uh, this worksheet right here. So I'll go ahead and post it in the comments uh, here so that you guys uh can start generating those ideas. If those who's watching a little bit later, listening a little bit later, you can go ahead and look in the description box uh, below and you'll be able to flow with me with these items. Let's get right into today's lesson. Let's get into some scriptures to really help us understand the importance of generating ideas and, and, and ideas that will uh, create or generate income and impact. Genesis 1-1 is where we really begin to see where creation begins. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The first thing that God revealed to us about himself was that he is a creator. The first thing that we see from God as far as his attributes is that he is a creator. Another verse that I really want to take some time for us to kind of process is Proverbs 8, 12. It says, I wisdom dwell with prudence, those who are stewards and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The God wants us to be witty and creating and having a discretion to be able to discern problems, uh, solutions to problems to help solve people's problems. And a lot of people forget that we are supposed to be people that are generally creating out of a place of wisdom. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. If we're going to generate God-given ideas, we got to frequent. We have to frequently spend time with Him, and with that, that births out of a fear of Him, a reverence for Him, an honor of Him, a God who who has given us life and life more abundantly, a God who has given us the creative uh, uh, opportunities um, to create other opportunities for individuals to be impacted, not only our people outside of us, but our people beyond us generationally. Isaiah 48, 17 says, thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. See, God wants us to be profitable individuals. We're not talking about in a prosperity sense where you don't, you're not a person that's able to manage prophecy. The prosperity gospel, quote unquote, is a gospel that talks about prosperity without putting any work in, without being a person of prudence, without being a person who's a steward. But true profitability comes from people who are able to profit from the creativity given to us by the creator to be able to create something out of out of nothing to a degree uh, we, we uh, as far as our minds to create something that will impact people in time that will then uh, create uh, profitability and money and generational impact and income for the generations beyond us proverbs 13 22 give me one second proverbs 13 22 says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children 
a good man, other text says, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. We have to be already right now thinking about our children's children. Right now, I'm thinking about my child's children. Right now, I'm thinking about um, uh, what they're going to have. What can I pass down to them? And God has blessed me with the opportunity previously to be able to think generationally before my daughter was, uh, was graced into this earth. So wise people, smart people, they don't think just about themselves. They don't just think about their children. They think about their children's children. Because when you think about your children's children, you start doing things for your children's children. You start setting up systems, structures, ideas that will begin to generate income for them down the road. Now that we talked about these different scriptures as our foundations, we'll allude to them as we go a little bit further. Let's give an ad- give a definition to an idea. An idea is a formulated thought or opinion. Formulated. What's another word in formulated? Formula. What's another word in formula? Form. All right. No weapon formed against us. The Bible talks about that. Uh, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Right. What form are you forming into? All those who are athletes understand the importance of a good form. You have a higher percent chance of being successful when you have the right form. See, ideas are formulated. The reason why we're not generating God ideas formulating God ideas, formulating ideas that would generate income, that would generate impact for our children's children, leaving an inheritance for them. It's because we're out of form. We're just simply out of form. How can we formulate something in this world if we're out of form? We have to get information. Right. In order to impact the nations, we have to get into form. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to change the way you think about formulating ideas and getting yourself informed so that you can formulate, create the formulas that formulate these different things for our success. It says an idea is a formulated thought. It's a thought. All things that are inherited, all things that create income started off as an idea. Started off as an idea. We were birthed out of an idea. Everything in this world was birthed out of an idea. This message was developed out of an idea. I was minding my own business last night as I was holding my daughter, and God was like, you're talking about ideas tomorrow. And then I just kept going on about my day that evening. But this morning, this whole thing was birthed out of freak, out of, out of, out of a proper form. In about 40 minutes, this whole thing was done like that because there's something about developing a form a formula on how to create things. See, creating a formula is important. Formulas are things that's already established. And if you actually execute the formula, you will begin to have a a, a fruit. You will have something at the end of it. That's why it's important to be a generator, an idea generator to the point to where you know how to structure your life that when God drops an idea in you, it just formulates. Like like when God gave me the word idea, I already created systems, already created structures, Structures creatively, that as soon as God can down, as soon as God downloads an idea in me, it naturally fall, flows into the formula and then it formulates into now what I'm creating right now at the moment, right? That's why form is important. An idea is a formulated thought or an opinion. The either reason why we're not creating God ideas because we have allowed the world to formulate in us an opinion about us 
keeping us from being us so that we can create stuff to impact each other. Another definition of idea is the central meaning or chief end of a particular action or situation. What's the big idea? What's the God idea? What's the central meaning of why you create ideas? That's important. Because if you have the wrong motive in regards to the central reason why you create these ideas, then you would not have any eternal impact. The central meaning, what is the meaning of your idea? What is the meaning of the idea of you? How can you create something meaningful out of you if you don't even know the meaning of you? The central meaning or chief end, what is the end? The end for me is to ensure that when my daughter is grown and her kids are grown, what I'm doing right now will supplement them, will sustain them, will be financially sufficient for them, for them to be able to stand on and creatively pursue their God-given ideas to advance the God kingdom, God's kingdom. An idea is the central meaning or chief end, the end of a particular action or situation. What's the chief end? What is the central meaning? Those two are essential. What is the central meaning of your idea? And what's the chief end of your idea, right? And also the definition of idea is an entity. So an idea is its own entity. I love that. <clears throat> an idea is its own entity. It is its own thing. It is separate of you. It is begging you. It is asking you to give it life. How many of us are allowing God-given ideas not to have enough life to live that will generate the income, the impact that will leave an inheritance for your children's children. It is its own entity. It has its own essence. It has its own chief end. It has its own central meaning, especially if it's coming from God. It's its own entity. It says such as a thought, concept, sensation, or image actually or potentially present to the conscious. That means there are certain ideas that I have that I see that you can't see. I saw this message before you heard this message or see this message. That's what it means, that, that, that right now you are actually engaging what was once a potential thing. That's the power of an idea. An idea can be once an invisible thing and actually then become the thing that you can interact with. And if you have nothing to interact with, then, then your dreams and your ideas will just be a, a, a colorful in your head and won't help you get ahead. These are the definitions of an idea. I, I, I don't want to labor too much on these 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 uh, uh, definitions. I have so many points, so many points I want to cover. Now, how to become an idea generator that generates income and impact? Here's some points that I want to go over. Snip quick quick points that I really want you to think about, so that you can be on the brink of of succeeding and creating those God generators. Number one is everyone is a creative. Everyone is a creative. The first thing God revealed about himself was that he is a creator that creates. He is just not a creator. A creator is a person that creates, that, 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 that is a creator. But a creator has to create. I can be a man, but I have to be a man. I can be a husband. Yes, I'm a husband. But if I don't function as a husband, am I really a husband? Right. I not only am not only what is God a creator, but he's a creator that creates a creator that stands alone, won't create anything long term. But if you don't have the idea that you're creative, you won't create. 
The first thing God revealed about himself that he that he is a creator that creates. We're supposed to be creators that create. Next point. God created two things, creatures and creatives. Nothing else in between. Animals are creatures. Humans are creatives. God made us in his image and his likeness, and he wants us to be like him in creating. The one thing about me uh, that, that really annoys me is when I'm in an environment of people that are not creatively in tune, that's not creative, in essence, it, it dulls me. I have to leave that environment because I'm always in the mode of creating. We as creatives, creators, created beings are supposed to be, be who we are supposed to be and creating. It's power in that. Let's keep going for time's sake. Now, it says right here, um, God created two things, creatures and creatives. Next point, you're one idea away from a different life. You're one idea away from having or living a different life. You're one idea away. Let's keep going. A wise person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. We talked about that. We say here, it says right here that inheritance, uh, let me make sure I get my, uh, there we go. Inheritance are burst out of ideas. If I want to leave an inheritance for my children's children, not only financially, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera, et cetera, and physically, they're burst out of an idea. If I don't know the idea of me, how can I get ideas out of me to the point to where they implement it in a society, in the marketplace that then creates income? See, created ideas that's outside of the creative then creates income. Income then creates financial freedom. Financial freedom creates the ability uh, to create a freedom for your children's children. It says a wise person, a good person. Right now, you're not wise and you're not good in essence to hear what I'm saying. You're not you're not really functioning in a facet of goodness if you're not thinking about your children's children, if you're not thinking about what you want to leave them. You're not really functioning as a true, genuine, good person or a wise person. Let's make let's look at the word wise. You're not a wise person right now if you're not thinking about your children's children and what you're leaving for them. Next point I have is the goal for us is to live to leave. My goal is to live to leave. I'm living to leave, not leave earth, but to leave something here for my children's children. We have to change our mentality about who we are and what we create and what we generate. The goal is to live to leave. Next point. Your generational wealth opportunity is looking at you ignoring it. Mm. Your generational wealth opportunity. See, you understand? Generation, you're one idea away. Ideas are all around you. Right now, you could be looking at a generational wealth opportunity. That's why I'm always intently in tune with my environment. Because I'm one idea away. Your generational wealth opportunity is looking at you, ignoring it. There's a lot of things that's causing us to ignore the opportunities that are surrounding us. What is it that you hate? What is it that you wish would change? What do you wish? I remember one time when I was a kid, I used to get aggravated. That ice cubes could not fit in my soda can, could not fit in my soda bottle. That right there, if I would have took time to intently look at that soda bottle, I would have begun to say, well, what if I created an ice cube thin enough to go inside my water bottle? And one day I was in a grocery store years later and I saw a water uh, a ice cube 
strips that you can actually put and then you could put in. So that one thing that bothered me so much as a kid, if I was intently in tune, that's a small idea. We're talking about a small idea that if I was intently in, in, in tune and was investigative enough, investigative enough, I could have created something that would have kept hundreds of millions of water bottles, billions of water bottles cold. Somebody right now who created that idea is a millionaire. You have to be a millionaire before you are a millionaire. You have to be a generational wealth person before you can create generational wealth. And that comes with the mentality is what I'm saying. Let's keep going. Your generational wealth opportunity is looking at you, ignoring it. People who are uh, uh, generational, uh, not generation, but um, idea generators. Look at the word generator. Generator generates for generations. A generator generates for generations. When I generate something and, 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 and give light to it and give power to it, that means that I'm a generator. I give life to it. That means that then generates, that then creates something for generational impact. Next point, we need more time dedicated to innovation. Christians were meant to be the most innovative. We were the leaders of innovative. It's crazy. We, we, we forsook our position as the head and now become the tail. We follow the tails of other people versus being ahead. If we are connected to the head of everything, then we should be ahead of everything. We should be the ones innovating everything because we got the cheat code. You, you are only going to be successful in this earthly realm through a, from the spiritual realm. Whether it's the spirit of God or the spirit of the Antichrist. Either way, a spirit is going to generate in you your success. The devil's spirit <clears throat> doesn't want you generating ideas. He doesn't want you to create. Because if you generate and create what's inside of you, then you're going to create something that's going to destroy his. I'm going to keep going for time's sake. We need more time dedicated. The reason why we're not innovative because we don't have the time. Next one, people spend too much time talking about individuals, talking about what happened inside of events or what happened on the internet, etc. Then they do ideas. I told my I tell my students all the time: small minds talk about people, average minds talk about events, big minds talk about ideas. Right now, if you're surrounded by people that only talk about people and only talk about events, then you're in the wrong place. You need to be around people that create synergy. Never invest your energy with people who don't match your energy. They have to come with the same energy. We always say that you come with the same energy. No, no, I'm only going to invest my energy without, I'm talking about outside the Holy Spirit leadership because he may lead you to invest your energy into to someone to help them. But when it comes to creatively or individually, do not invest your energy where their energy doesn't come with the same energy. Because if it doesn't, it won't create synergy. It won't create something that creates something bigger than itself. We Too many people spend too much time talking about others, talking about what happened at some event or talking about what happened on the internet then they do ideas. How can God give you God-given ideas if you don't have creative time with him? How can God give you God-given ideas if you don't have creative time? I come to God open. I I come as a created being that is invested in creating, and I invest time with the creator to see what we can create. I want to see God. What What do you want me to create today? 
This idea, this video came from just simply asking God, what do you want me to create today? Is there anything you want me to create today? Is there anything that you want me to do today? I'm open. When you closed off to God, God cannot give you a God-given idea that will create such a God impact that you get paid like a God would. Now, what I mean by that, don't think, don't think of yourself more highly, you ought to think. But I'm talking about God is not poor. God's not sitting up there begging. God understands the importance of money, the importance of generational impact, the importance of generational income, leaving an inheritance for your children, because he knows that children were not meant to start over every generation. Every generation was not designed to start over. It was to start from where somebody started. My daughter should not be 18, 19, 20, 21, starting over, trying to develop and, and, and create. And it is my job as a dad to alleviate the financial stresses of life. Whatever financial stress that I went through in my life was not meant to be passed down to her. Nor, and it's not fair to my wife for me not to be able to give her the life that she wants to live. So it is my responsibility to alleviate the financial stresses that the world creates to those who didn't become their best. So it is my job to make sure and it's your job to make sure that when your children are of age, that you raise them according to the things of God, that you raise them with the mentality that will be able to steward money, steward ideas, etc. So that when they start their life, they don't have to worry about the financial stress. They're already free because you help them to be financially free. How can God give you God get an idea if you don't have creative time with him? Next one. The goal is to create synergy moments with God. The goal is to create synergy moments with God. I mean, moments where it's just like, wow, like, like, like I ain't even, <clears throat> all the points that's coming after this are powerful points. That spells ideas. Like he knows I like acronyms. He loves I like the same letter words. He knows I like to, to exegete. He knows to flood ideas through because you know when i spit it out it's splattered out impacting people's lives but you have to make time for god if you don't make time for god you won't have the treasures of god in your life last point ideas are sparked by being present in the presence of god in every moment in every moment, I need to be present in his presence because his presence will give you perspective. His presence will have you look at something differently. His presence will be like, have you considered this? Look at this differently, Josh. Look at this differently, Mary. Look at this differently, Vanessa. Look at this differently, Marie. Look at this different, Eddie. People in my comments here. Look at this differently. Ideas, God-given ideas are sparked by being present. Don't The reason why we're not creating god given ideas in a moment because we're distracted by these two places, the past and what could possibly happen. But if I'm in his presence, where there's the fullness of joy, it's hard to see, excuse me, it's hard to see God giving ideas when you're stressed. It's hard to see God giving ideas when you're sad. It's hard to see, 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 that's why you got to be in his presence where there's a fullness of joy. Joy has a way of, of causing you to see what God wants you to see. And there could be an idea that can help you and generate such impact that will help you beyond you. Let's keep going. Why people don't generate ideas? Why don't people generate ideas? Why don't they? And I spelled the word ideas. Mary Marie says, uh, but what if you have an idea that is outside of God? Is that that's still a bad idea? See, let me, the great question. 
a lot of ideas are generated because an idea can be generated any kind of way. That's why we're saying God-given ideas. Right now, I, uh, um, I have a ton of ideas that come across my mind, but it may, it could have been triggered just by me just being in tune with my environment. It could ge- be generated because of whatever. But if I invest in an idea that God is, doesn't want me to invest in right now, it will burn unnecessary energy. It will burn unnecessary oil. Or it, it could be outside of his timing. Peter had an idea to go fishing one day. Peter had a creative or entrepreneurial idea to go fishing. And when Peter had that idea to go fishing, he toiled all day. And when he was toiling all day, he caught nothing. But when Jesus showed up at the harbor and said, Peter, go ahead. Go, I, don't know, I think Peter was about to clean his nets and about to shut it down for the day. She said, no, 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 no. Go ahead, fam. Go cast that net one more again. One more again. Cast that one more time. Peter began to say, man, Jesus, man, you you a teacher. I'm a fisherman, man. I've been out here all day, but at your word, but at your word, he cast that net and caught the biggest catch he ever caught to the point that it was sinking his boat. And he had to call his other boats over there by him to catch the biggest catch of his life. If you want to catch the biggest catch of your life, you got to wait for the word of Christ. Because I got fit, I got 47 book ideas right now, but I'm not going to invest energy, time, or oil in a book that God doesn't want me to boil, that he doesn't want me to cook right now. So if you have an idea outside of God, that it's a bad idea. And sometimes a God-given idea done outside of God's timing is a bad idea. Hope to help. Great question. Let's keep going. Where, where are we at right now? Here we go. Why people don't generate ideas? Number one, they're thinking about the wrong ideas. The reason why people don't generate God-given ideas, yeah, God-given ideas, because they're thinking about the wrong ideas. They're thinking about the wrong ideas sensually, lustfully, entrepreneurially, relationally, the wrong ideas. I got I to gotta be in tune the right ideas. Number two, the reason why people don't generate ideas, D, they're, they're, they're so easily distracted, too easily distracted. Life is about focus. Whatever you focus on will flourish. The reason why people don't generate ideas, they're too easily distracted. Number three, they spend too much time engaging with other people's ideas. I wrote these so quickly, so please excuse the typos. I was out here trying to get this uh, into some slides, so please excuse the, uh, the, uh, gr- uh, the grammatical or whatever, whatever. They spend too much time. Listen, listen, like, listen, I, I used to love, I used to, back in the day, I used to watch all NBA games all day. Until one day I was like, I'm engaging too much in someone else's idea. And I'm only being entertained. I might even get no change. I might get no money from this. Then I begin to say, man, I'll get snippets. I'll watch highlights, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to make this the highlight of my life. And when people do that, the reason why they can't create no God-given ideas, they're spending too much time engaging other people's ideas. Instead of engaging other people's ideas, engage your ideas. Listen, I don't want, I'm not gonna watch a full NBA game until until I'm at courtside. I'm not gonna watch like the other day. I went, I went to a Celtics game. We had me and my, my nephew had sweet tickets. We was up in the booth, uh, in the suites, uh, had access to a buffet. Like the only time I'm gonna watch, that's the only time I watch a full game is when I'm at the game. Not in, a, not in the nosebleeds, not in the nosebleeds when I'm in enjoying it. But most people are engaging other people's ideas, robbing them of time of engaging with theirs. Next, S-I-D-E-A, they're not, uh, a, they're not self-aware or aware of their surroundings. The reason why people don't generate God-given knowledge, they're not self-aware. I have to be self-aware to, so I can get there. 
And I have to be aware of my surroundings because something around you is screaming at you, create me, create something that will make me better. Create something that's going to make you chatter. Create, innovate me. Do you know there are things right now that are asking for you to make it better? The Holy Spirit is like, just look at that a little bit longer. Look at that a little bit differently. I, I had an idea with my students. I do, the, I, give, I do this activity all the time in my economics and my Bible class. What I do is I'll hold up a product and I say, what are some ways that we can make this better? I want my students to be able to look at things to where they can be able to say, all I got to do is make tweak it that much. Do you know tweaking something that much can make you money that much? Can set you change your life just by tweaking something that much, tweaking the glasses just that much, tweaking uh, uh, this anything, tweaking it just a little bit can make you a lot of bits, right? <clears throat> but people don't think like that. You have to be self-aware and aware of something. Last but not least, the reason why people don't generate God-given ideas, they're too slothful, they're lazy, don't want to take the time to create. Let's keep going. Your life-changing idea should involve this, or they your life, your life-changing idea involves people. If you want to create a life-changing thing, an idea, it's going to involve people. How in listen, if a million people, if a million people can be impacted by your idea, your life changed forever. If if 10,000 people can be impacted by your idea, your life can change. If a hundred or so people, your life will begin changing. Right now, what I'm creating right now, if 1 million people watch this video right now, 998,000 of them will enjoy this video. It's God-given. You can't and you cannot enjoy a God-given idea. The only reason, the only way you cannot enjoy a God-given idea is if you're a God-hater <laughs> or a self-hater or just a hater. Right? You have to be so good. That's why form is important. You got to create a form to where you can formulate ideas and execute it so quickly that it can be splattered out from one thought last night to sitting on down and creating it can now be tangible for thousands of years. It involves people. How can I change people's life? How can I, let's make it more specific. <clears throat> Excuse me. How can I change a person's life. If I change their life, they're going to tell somebody else on how I changed their life. Right now, somebody's sharing this video, telling them this video changed their life. And then the change that I made in their life, not even asking for, for change from their life, they're going to put change in my life. They're going to put money in my life. Someone's going to buy a book from this video. Someone's going to buy a t-shirt from this video. Someone's going to ask for coaches. Somebody's going to ask for, ask for something. They're going to, they're going to just want to bless me simply because I changed their life. This God-given idea in a form of a video is changing someone's life to the point that they pop, they pat in their pocketbook looking for some change, looking for some dollars to, to change my life. Your life-changing idea, God-given idea, involves your personality. I, I, my idea as a speaker, who I am, God's idea of me as a speaker was not meant to speak to be a speaker of someone else. I was not supposed to be a speaker box that's, that, that sounds like somebody else holding the mic. I'm supposed to be my only speaker. My own way, my personality. Because people connect to people. And if you're a trash person, you will always have a trash life. But if you're a person that's treasured and full of treasure, man, and, and you're and you bubbly and you you, listen, I don't have to be 
uh, I don't have to have everyone as an audience. I just need an audience. God, watch me. I'm, I'm not meant to attract everyone. I am not everyone's type of 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 some people like more people. Some people like storytellers more than like someone that likes to break points down. That's okay. I'll add a story in there every now and then, but this is me. This is my personality, and it comes through me. And people connect to people. Your God-given idea that, that your life-changing God-given idea involves your passions. What are you passionate about? Because what you're passionate about will create things. Next, it involves your problems or the problems of others. If you look at your problems long enough, you'll see a potential idea. I, right now, because of the problems I had in my singleness, the problems I had in my upbringing, the problems I had in business, the problems I had in entrepreneurship, the problems I had or whatever, it's I can then create problem-solving techniques and strategies from the problems I've succeeded from. Your life-changing, God-given idea can come from your problems or watching somebody else's problem. Next, it involves pushing people to a better life. If you if you impact people, if you impact people through two your second one your personality, and and you begin to involve your ideas on how you can help people, involve your personality in your ideas, involve your passions in your ideas, involve the problem solving techniques and strategies from the problems you had or from the problems of others. And if you're if you can involve in your God giving life changing idea, pushing people to a better life, you'll be pushing yourself to a better life. Let's keep going. We must create create ideas that help individuals. We must create ideas that help individuals. If it ain't gonna help, it ain't gonna help you. If you can't help them, they can't. They won't help you. Everybody looks to pay for something that will pave a way. People people don't mind paying for something that will help them pave the way away for them. What I mean by that, you got to help people. How can I help people better their life? My ideas, I have to create ideas that help individuals. Number two, I have to create ideas that are a little different. Listen, if I, a little different, a different shade of color, a different height, a different centimeter, a different, a different way of looking. I have to, just a little bit different. If you create an idea that's a little bit different, it'll make a huge difference in your life financially. It'll make a huge difference in your children's life eventually. Just a little different. All you got to do is say, okay, how can I tweak? Preaching has been in, has been around, teaching has been around for thousands of years. I just make it a little different. Just a little different. I give y'all worksheets. Just a little different. There's a lot of people that teach on YouTube. There's a lot of people that, that do what I do on YouTube, but they don't give you worksheets. Just a little different. They don't, they don't, they don't give you videos that take you from A to Z. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't give you something that you can actually take with you and do for you. That's why I say, okay, even though everybody else teaches, even though everybody else preaches, even though everybody creates content on this platform, YouTube, wherever you're listening. I'm going to do a little bit different. Get a worksheet for free out of this. A little different. Create ideas that are enjoyable. Or create joy in somebody's life. Create something that's enjoyable. Man, you'll, you'll be surprised how much impact you have on your life. Create ideas that adds to itself. Oh, to itself. That's supposed to be it. And accumulates. If you create ideas that helps individuals that are a little bit different, that's enjoyable and that adds to itself, meaning that it, it just adds to itself. When you create a God-given idea, it adds to itself. Yeah, listen, see, see, the thing about God that I love is God is God running maintenance. Is Gabriel 
or one of the angels doing maintenance on the sun? Is, is any angel out there <clears throat> or is God out there creating maintenance or doing maintenance on the moon? Is God coming down, tweaking the grass a little bit, tweaking the trees a little bit? No, no, no. After he created, it creates or adds to itself. Soon as I was created, I add to myself. God ain't sitting here and be like, let me tweak Josh a little bit. Let me, no, don't get me wrong. There's some tweaking that happens within. But I'm naturally as a human being operating in, in my own entity in and of my own self. So we understand that God, when he created the sun, the sun is sunning. The moon is mooning, the earth is earthing, the light is lighting, dark is darking. It does what it does. He created something one time that creates of itself. God given, right now, this video, I'm doing one time. And from me doing this one time, it's going to add to itself. It's going to accumulate to itself, right? My, my books, I wrote one time, and they're adding to itself. It, they're, they're accumulating to themselves. This one video, I'm going to write a book on. I'm going to write something on, and it's going to add to itself. And when you create something one time, God wants you to create something one time that adds to itself, that you can make money while you sleep. You can impact people while you sleep. Right now, it is 2.39 p.m. January 21st, 2023, that this video is made. Somebody's watching this video, July 12th, 2023. Somebody's watching this video that I've done one time, August 14th, 2026. One video, one time done, is creating and adding to itself, accumulating to itself to the point to where the links in the description box below, the, the, the books that are tagged to this, the videos that's tagged to this, the other ideas that's tagged to this, will then begin to accumulate as little ship boats helping this big ship sail. So God-given ideas were meant to add to itself and to accumulate for itself. Everything God creates is adding to itself. What, but if you if, if you allow the Holy Spirit to be added to you, then you will add to, to some things to eternal life. But by default, as created beings, you can be a non-believer. You can be a sinner all day. And because you're creative, you can create something that adds to itself and accumulates and make you a multi-millionaire, multi-billionaire, a generational wealth transfer individual. If you want to create ideas that will create generational income and impact, it must help individuals. It must be a little bit different or a lot of bit different. It must be enjoyable. It must add to itself and accumulate for itself. Now, how to generate God ideas and impact? I think I'm done. I think it's the last one. Yep, last one. In order for me to generate God ideas and an impact that would it will generate income for, that will leave an inheritance for my children. I got to do these few things. Number one, I have to include and interact with God more. We're talking about God-given ideas. We're talking about your one idea away. We're talking about being an idea generator. You, you have to include. The first one is include. I have to include God in my life. I have to acknowledge him in all my ways. I have to be open to be teachable, coachable, so I can be a person that can reach others. I have to include him. I'm in partnership with God. I'm in partnership with God. So why am I not going to include him? Because he's the one that has all innovation. Do you know right now in heaven are a ton of ideas waiting for individuals to bring them into life? Sitting, stop. I mean, probably, probably a whole <clears throat> section of heaven is full of ideas waiting for individuals to think of them. 
I refused to die and go to heaven. And God said, these were all the ideas that was going to feed your children's children's children, children. And because you were so caught up in what that individual said, or because you was caught up in the wrong individual, because you was caught up in uh, another person's idea, because you didn't take the time to think and investigate and to invest yourself, investigate, invest in the gates. I have to invest to gate. I have to get through the gate of idea and see what's beyond it, what's in this entity to enter me so I can be able to help other people. I don't want to go up there and there's a whole bunch of, no, no, no. I want to be able to live, to leave, live, to leave, live, to leave, live my life, to leave something for my children. So I have to understand, I have to include God. God, what do you want me to do today? And I got to interact with him more, interact, spar, engage, train with, flow with, like more. The more you do it, the more ideas you will get. And the more ideas, I'm not talking about you will be doing 14 ideas at one time, but the God, you will get one big boom, God-given idea like this video was. It hit me in my spirit. That's when I know it's God. It, it boom, it stops me in my tracks. And when I sit back and interact, then I'll be like, all right, man, I got to make this thing act. Right? I got to include and interact with God more. Number two, I got to interact with myself more. I got to interact with yourself more. Spend some more time with you. Increase yourself into the individual that can be able to generate the type of ideas that will generate the type of income that will leave an inheritance for your children. Interact with, like spend time with yourself more. <clears throat> we became so, we have become copies that we forgot our own originality. God created originals. He didn't create copies. God didn't create you to be a copy of somebody else's originality. He wants you to be an original. If you are an original, you will get original ideas. Original ideas will create original opportunities. Original opportunities will create original income that will impact your children's children. Number three, you got to look more intently at things. You got you to look more intently. You just can't be rushing through life. You just can't be rushing. You got to look intently. You also look intently in the law of liberty. I got to look in the mirror intently to see what I need to change in me. Then when I look and see a change in me, then I will be able to see clearly. That's why the Bible says, don't be wondering. uh, uh, Don't be so caught up in how to take the speck out of your brother's eye when you got a beam in yours. If I don't chop the beam out of mine, I won't be able to look clearly how to take the speck out of mine. Do you know how many people got specks in their eyes? That I'm supposed to help take the speck out. Right now, I'm taking a speck out of somebody's eyes because I took the beam out of mine. Now I know how to clearly help you generate the God given idea. So now I don't took a speck out of your eye. Get that, get that little insecurity out, Jack. Come here. Give me that. Come, come here. Because, because how can I get close enough to take the speck out of your eye if my beam is hitting you in the face? People are not going to listen to people when they can clearly see you ain't impacted your life. You got the same problem I got because it's hitting me in the face. How can I really get close enough to take a beam out of someone else's eye? I mean, a speck out of somebody else's eye if I got a beam in mine. It's hard to see what needs to be removed out of someone else's life when you are far off. A beam is going to put you far off to the point where you're judging just the external. But when you take the beam out of your own eye, you can get close enough to see the real root reason on why they are who they are. So when I get the beam out of my eye, then I can really see clearly on how to take speck out of someone's eye. And if I am clear enough to take specks out of people's eyes with the modern day technology, then when people are able to see clearly, people will be like the woman in Samaria. Come see a man that told me everything about myself. 
Come see a person that helped me with my children, help me with my family, help me with my business, help me, help me. Now, now I see clearly because they took the speck out of my eye because they took the beam out of this. You gotta look more intently at things. You gotta look, you gotta investigate, you gotta be more intentional. You gotta be intentional to be intently to see things differently. Next, you got to practice coming up with implementing ideas. Practice, practice, practice. It don't mean that you put into motion. It just means practice. Right now, I can, man, listen, God has created in me to be in such form. Like I'm in shape mentally. I'm in shape mentally. My goal is to be in, my, I'm in shape. I, my goal is to be is to stay in shape in these areas. But when you are in shape mentally, You can boom, boom. Like right now, I can create a book in a month. I can create 12 books in a year if I had a time. Right now, I got a book pending right now, rightfully so, because my family needs me. That's why it's important in how to generate God getting ideas. God's not going to have you generate an idea that's going to cause you to not generate your family and keep them alive, keep them as a, like a generator, keeping them alive in darkness. Generating ideas requires balance. Just want to make sure I add that there. I forgot what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I got a price coming up with ideas. Now I got to clean up. We got to clean up. You got to clean up your environment and your environment. Environment, I environment. Clean up the inside. Get rid of those insecurities. Get rid of those impulses. Get rid of all that toxic stuff inside of you. Clean up your environment so that you can clean up your environment. Next, you got to remove bad images and imagine differently. Remove the bad images. Remove the bad images you have of yourself. The bad images you have of other people. Remove them, remove them, remove them, remove them, remove them. If you don't, God can't use you. Your children need for you to get rid of those bad images and so that you can imagine differently. Last one, you got to increase your learning capacity. If you want to be an idea generator, you got to keep learning. If you want to earn more, learn more. The reason why we're not learning more, the reason why we're not earning more, because we burn too much. We burn. We burn. We burn our energy. We burn our oil. We burn from toxic emotions, and we don't learn from them, or we don't learn uh, uh, new things we need to learn, and we therefore we don't earn. How to generate God-given ideas is my last one. Yep, last one. You have to include and interact God more. You have to interact with yourself more. You have to look more intently at things. You have to practice coming up with and implementing ideas. You have to clean up your environment so that you can clean up your clean up clean up your environment we got to remove bad images and imagine differently imagine differently think with thinking color and put the color on black and white think man like like do that and you got to increase your learning capacity let me make sure i go to my scriptures real quick to say i want to see if anything i want to kind of cover we first genesis 1 1 says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth we first thing that god says about us or says about himself that he created psalms uh proverbs 8 12 says i wisdom wisdom is a person dwells with the prudent Dwells with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. There are witty, clever inventions that comes from a discretion, a person of discretion and a person who's prudent. You got to be a prudent person, a person of knowledge, a person tapped into wisdom that's tapped because you tapped into the fear of God, which is the beginning of our wisdom that will then keep having you see witty inventions, witty ideas. Isaiah 48, 17, thus says the Lord, your redeemer. You have to make him Lord and you have to let him redeem you. He says, thus says, you got to hear what the Lord is saying, but it's hard to hear what the Lord is saying if you're not willing to be led by the Lord. You also got to know that he's your redeemer and that he's the holy one. It says, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. That's powerful. Proverbs 13, 22 says, a good man, a good woman, leaves an inheritance. 
Force Children Show. I pray this video was a blessing to you. Pray that you got something out of it. Check my ideas in the description box below. Ton of ideas that are nine book ideas, four card game ideas, course ideas, uh, or if you have the idea to support what I do, you can also do that as well. All that is in my in my in the description box below. I'll go ahead and post some other links for you guys to kind of get there quickly. Also, make sure you get the worksheet. I'm about to post a link right now. Get the worksheet. This worksheet right here, I'm going to post it right now. This worksheet, something simple. I don't, I'm not trying to exhaust you all. I'm going to be creating some more stuff later down the road on purpose and fulfillment. And you have more worksheets. So write the date and the time. Write the idea out. Draw it out if you need to. Then there's a couple of questions. What sparked this idea? How can this idea help people and help your people generationally? Also, what must you do now to bring this idea to life? Next, you got some brainstorm pages. Brainstorm. I mean, you can print as many of these as, as you need to help you uh, 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 feed eventually, generationally. Let's see if I have any questions real quick. I got time for two more. I got to go. <clears throat> Thank you all so much for joining me. What's up, Eddie? Thank you for joining me, my brother. Marie says, blessings, brother Joshua. Blessing you too. Amen. Proverbs 13, 16. That's right. Amen from Vanessa. Facts from Mary Marie. Uh, we already answered this question from Mary Marie. I, I, I believe it was a blessing because she wrote this. She's taking notes. Uh, and that's the key at this, at his word. That's right. At his word. Uh, Robert Lee says, you on 100. God gets the glory. Uh, let's see. The pertinent influences can chasing a specific career path be considered a God-given idea. I have such a great urge to be a human rights lawyer. Yes, sur surge the urge. If that's the urge that God has given you, create the surge. Keep pursuing it, but pursue it at God's pace. Pursue it at God's pace. Like there's a career path, but there's also a Christ pace. There's a career path, but there's a pace that Christ wants you to to walk through. You don't want to chase. You want to you want to pursue walk with God because I, I tell people all the time we were never meant to chase anything. Everything was meant to chase us. We were never meant to be out of breath chasing things. Things were meant to be out of breath chasing us. While I'm walking with God down his career path, walking down with God on his ministry path, whatever the path it is, as I'm walking down this path with God, things are chasing me. Why? Because God's the magnet. I'm not the magnet. I'm not magnet enough to magnif be magnet enough to, to draw things. God, if I'm walking with God, the God magnet, God will draw things. He's the one that's going to pull things down the path that they're going to be like, we're finding you and God. We're, we've been looking for you and God. And then I'm still got my breath while they're out of breath chasing me. But we're never meant to chase on this race called life. We're supposed to be walking with God, who is grace, who's who's given us the capacity to walk with the right pace on this race called life. So I hope that helps. Marie Jenkins says, any God-given idea would be sustainable and successful. That's right. Any, every God idea in of itself as its own entity will be sustainable and successful. Time will prove if it's a God-given idea or not. Because of its own sustainability, because everything God created is sustainable, quote-unquote successful in its own self. Sustainable means we're talking about Earth stuff, the sun, the moon, it's sustaining itself. Everything that, everything that came out, let there be, it's sustaining itself. The success now, since we live in a fallen world, is based upon Jesus being the Lord of our life through the help of, his, of the Holy Spirit in us, right? Great question, y'all. Casavia says, did God forgive us for the sins we repented of or forgiven of all of us? Great question. 
You have to understand that God has forgiven us, uh, forgiven us of the penalty of sin. But we have to be forgiven for the patterns and the practices of our sin. What I mean by that is right now, those who have been pursued by God, because God would not pursue anyone. He all, already knows would not turn him. That's a waste of time. Why would God, why would an omniscient God, an all-knowing God pursue someone who he knows would not, would not uh, follow through with him? Now, he may prompt everyone, but he ain't going to pursue everyone. Everyone is going to be prompted. To some degree, he says, my 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 earth, the earth that I created is going to prompt inside of you <laughs> that that I'm God is based upon your perception, your perspective or the or the pride in your heart. That will determine if you're going to answer the prompt, the prompting of the Holy Spirit saying, yo, God is real. Hell is real. Get yourself, get you open up your life and let me in and change you and seal you. Right. So my sins on my life. Because I'm a child of God has been forgiven. What I mean by that, we're talking about the penalty of sin has been forgiven. So that means I'm not going to hell. Now, I may not be on my way to hell, but I could be allowing hell in my life. Therefore, I got to ask for forgiveness. Forgive me, Father. And forgiveness is not all about God. It's not like God sitting there saying, you better forgive or I'm not going to. It's, it's, it's a relationship. If I hurt my wife, I'm going to ask my wife for forgiveness. Please forgive me. Because I'm recognizing some the goodness in her that's drawing me to repent, to change the way I think about my wife, to change the way I interact with her, right? So forgiveness for my day-to-day sins is a is a good practice that, that is that's the root of all relationships. So when I ask God, hey Lord, forgive me for that. Help me, Lord, to see differently than this. Then that right there will then put me in a position to, through the imputed righteousness of Jesus, which makes me already in right standing. Right now, I'm already in right standing with God, not because of me, but because of what Jesus did for me. Now, now my the imputed righteousness of Jesus should should spark in me righteous living. See, just because I got the righteousness of Jesus in my life doesn't mean I'm 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 righteous in my deeds. Indeed, no. There has to be some level of, of relationship practice where, Father, forgive me, Lord. And, and, and it's not like a, 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 like a burden. It's just like, man, Father, forgive me for that. That's a relationship request, right? That relationship request from looking at God as the best will then lead to my mind being renewed because of his goodness towards me despite my bad in me, right? So the penalty of my sin has already been forgiven. Like 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 hell is not on my scrap, on my, on my, um, as an option for my destination. But my practices of sin, I have to ask for forgiveness. And and, and, and through that relationship bond will then lead to the change of my mind. So I tell people, like if 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 God, if you if you have the idea that God has forgiven all of your sins, then you would never feel the weight of your sin. And if you don't feel the weight of your sin, how will you even have the remorse for your sin? If you don't have the remorse for your sin, then it proves you don't have a relationship with God for the removal of your sins. So if I'm forgiven, that the, the accelerated or the, the hyper grace model says that you've been forgiven all your sins, that psychologically puts people in, 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 in deeper sinful states because the weight of sin ain't on there. So if, if, if I don't fear God, if I don't have a relationship with God then without forgiveness and repentance in the mix of it, then I would never exceed that lifestyle. I would just be always already forgiven. It's, it's, it's the subtlety of demonic doctrines that leads people to start believing or psychologically feeling the, 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 the eradications of the significance of a thing.
right? What I mean by that is if 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 I come in if with my daughter and I say uh, and she's of age and I say there's not there's not going to be no correction, there's not going to be no whoopings, baby. You can have whatever you want. You don't have to you don't have to ask for forgiveness from me. No, no, no. What type of child am I going to create? If I say there's no consequences for your actions, that I've forgiven all your sins, I've forgiven all of your mistakes towards me, what type of child am I going to create mentally? I'm going to create a monster. But if I understand, if I have, if my child fears me, not fear me like she's scared of me, but reverence me, it would then to a degree affect her decisions. And if I train her early, I don't have to worry about me being upset down the road. Hope that help. Memory says, laugh a lot. I was thinking of an idea, but it was outside of God and I came across this life. See, there you go. You're about to waste a bunch of time, a bunch of oil, a bunch of energy. I'm glad I'm glad you was able to change. Last question, I got to go. The pertinent, the pertinent influence says how to know if God is pursuing or is just prompting you. Great question. Pursuing means, see, the thing about life is I want God to be done pursuing me. Pursuing me means pursuing me for salvation. Pursuing me is 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 the initial act of salvation. I didn't pursue God. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about God. God was thinking about me. God pursued me, and in God's pursuit of me, like for instance, when I'm in school, <clears throat> a kid has a big smile on their face when they feel Mr. Ezzy pursued them. Mr. Ezzy, what I mean by pursue. We're talking about like Mr. Ezzy thought of me, Mr. Ezzy. You know how kids are, and you we've all been there when we was in fifth grade, fourth grade, and our grandma, or our mom, or dad came to school. The big smile we had on our face, and how great we felt because someone pursued me, someone uh, 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 uh thought of me. So when I go into a class and a kid, and I get a kid and say, Hey, man, I'm gonna come talk to you for a minute, a smile be on their face. I'm like, I get a chance to be with Mr. Ezzy, I get a chance to hang out with him, right? Same thing as when God pursued us. When you when you really appreciate the pursuit of God and you really begin to appreciate the price of the pursuit of God, then you'll begin to see how precious the time is with him. And then you will begin to be open to the prompts of God that will prompt you to do things because you appreciate his pursuit of you. You appreciate his love for you. You appreciate who he is as a person. So God pursuing you is pursuing you to, to unto salvation. And I don't want God to keep pursuing me to get my attention. I don't even think God be doing that too much, man. I don't be, I don't be thinking, and who am I to say? But I don't think God be out there, because God ain't no pansy. Like, 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 if, if God's presence, like, friends, I saw a meme the other day, it was saying, I got it on my phone, I, I forgot what it said. It said something like, oh, let me see if I can find it. I was looking up this qu- uh, quote the other day, uh, or I saw it the other day, and it said, um, uh, where is it at? It says, you lose value when you're too accessible. What that means is another another angle of that is people won't understand your won't treasure your presence, they feel your absence. And so people come to God because their sin creates a level of absence. What I mean by absence, don't mean like God has disappeared from you. It just creates a disconnect. Now he feels like he's not there, but he's there. But he feels because your life, he can't, he can't mix with unholy, uh, uh, sinful practices. Now I'm talking about those who practicing sin in the presence of a God, knowing that it's present there, but still practice it with pride, right? What was my point of saying that? That's all I got. I forgot. Casanova, you, you're so welcome. You, I'm, I'm glad it was a blessing. Thank you so much for watching. Check out my ideas in the description box below. Ideas, non-book ideas, ideas like that, that God allowed me to create. Ideas like this book right here. 
uh, facts over feelings. This I, this idea right here is going to be a, a book. It's an idea that will help you uh, uh, process your feelings and find the facts behind it so you can get back to feeling your purpose. A great book to help process your feelings. This other idea that God created through me is called The Wholeness Journal. It's a book to help you understand what it means to be whole so that you can hold the important things in life. Also, an idea that, come, that comes with that or that you can purchase separately is this wholeness, this whole card game. The first one who spelled whole wins is a fun game. Uh, uh, the first person who spelled W-H-O-L-E wins. And you have to do activities to put the card down. They have to answer a certain question, put the card down. It's a fun way to talk about wholeness. Another idea that was created four or five years ago, six years ago, actually seven years ago, the book, The Purpose of Singleness, is a great book to help you process your singleness so that you can get back to mingleness. No, I'm joking. Uh, so you can be married to the right one. and Or just be whole. Another idea that was created was is a book called Dating Prep, a book to help you date yourself, to date God, and become dateable. So you can date love your life forever. Great book there to make sure that you and the person that you're dating is on the same word, the same sentence, on the same paragraph, on the same page. Another idea created is a book, this book called Counterfeit a Counterpart. It's a book that helps you discern what's in front of you. It's a book that helps you test what's in front of you so you won't be easily deceived. Another idea is this book called The Purpose of Freedom. It's a book to help you uh, process uh, soul ties and strongholds so that you can be set free. You can be free indeed and be free in your deeds. Another book, another idea is called this book is called World War Me, How to Win the War Within. Any if you have if you are in peace within, you can be a peacemaker with whatever war coming against you. This book talks about the whole armor of God and it teaches you how to do spiritual warfare. Another idea for young people, this book called As He Says, Here's Our Cartoon Characters. I'm the guy in the top, top left, and my wife is in the bottom right. I guess that's from my angle. But uh, this is a, 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 a children's book that my wife and I created. Um, that helps young people to think about the art form and how they can create in their life. We also got shirt ideas. We also got a lot of card ideas. And if you want to support, if you got the idea to support what I do, you can do that right now by going to my website, IamUnplugged.com. We appreciate your generosity in advance. Like, comment, and share with someone that you care about when and watch another video because I promise you'll be a blessing into your life. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll catch you on the next time. Peace. Peace.